0: This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. Here's your host, Mike Sedita. Hello out there. Welcome to episode 77 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. We're located here in Pasco County, Florida, and we have a treat. Someone that I could actually use on the podcast. If you, you see the video of this, my face definitely needs some work. We have the owner, president in charge, CEO, head lady boss, Jennifer Deichman, Jenny D of Aesthetic by Jenny. Jenny, how are you doing today?
1: Great. Thank you so much for having me.
0: So glad to have you on. We'll talk about my facial improvements later, but for now, let me give you a little bit of a lowdown on what the Good Neighbor podcast is and and kind of set the the landscape for what we're going to do here. The Good Neighbor podcast was started in 2020. Just in the midst of COVID, when everybody had to be socially distant, you couldn't, you know, you couldn't do facials or you had to be really clean with how you did it. Um, Residents couldn't get in front of companies. Companies couldn't get in front of uh, consumers. And this was just a way for businesses and organizations in the area to find out more about what was going on with the local companies. And it started in Southwest Florida. And now three years later, there are Good Neighbor podcasts all over the U.S., Our tagline would be a national podcast for a local audience, and I'm the person lucky enough to talk to local businesses here in the Tampa area. And with that said, tell us a little bit about Aesthetic by Jenny.
1: Okay, so um, I am a holistic esthetician based in Wesley Chapel, and um, my business is an aesthetic and facial boutique where I focus on creating healing, restoration, and rejuvenation within your skin. Um, I only use the highest quality non-toxic ingredients um, in my treatment room. So that's very important to me. Um, And my facials are all customized uh, to each person's skin individually.
0: So, you know, again, this is an audio broadcast, but there is a video that that is circulating around. We might leak it. We might not leak it. But if you are if you you can see my face, we're on video here talking. I have it. I have a pretty good tan from being away for the weekend. If I walked in with this face, as opposed to a paler face, you're going to make a decision at that point in time of how you would treat me aesthetically. Like, is there a big differentiation between someone who's fair skinned? Someone who's darker complexion or someone like me who has fake darker complexion from the sun.
1: Absolutely. Well, and I think for, in your case, since you do have a tan and you had some sun exposure, I would want to know how long ago that sun exposure was. And, you know, all those things do impact the treatment, um, how gentle uh, we would have to be. And yeah, depending on your skin type, you know, darker skin types, um, you can't just, do certain peels on darker skin types, for example, because of hyperpigmentation and things like that. So you do have to know your ingredients, what they do, um, and then assess each person's skin, you know? Okay.
0: So if I said to you the last time, I mean, we're in Florida, right? So we're always exposed to the sun. I'm going to be the first person to wrap myself out. I don't put on SPF 50 every day when I walk out the door here in Tampa. As you could tell by the wrinkles and the bags, I probably don't sleep enough. There's a whole series of things going wrong with my face. Uh, and this is an audio broadcast, so people are like, what yeah. the hell is this guy talking about? But if it was Sunday, was the last time I had exposure to, or yes, yeah, Sunday was the last time I had sun exposure. So you would use a, a different type. It's been four, three or four days, just the way you would approach doing the peel or the blackheads or the... Do the the, you do ingrown hairs? and stuff. See, I'm scratching my wrangly beard here as well. No one can see this. There's a whole big mess going on here. But, but other than putting a bag over my head, what would be your course of action to kind of straighten me out?
1: So we would do a thorough skin consultation, and I would want to know, like, what you're using, um, products at home, because those play a role, what your routine is like. Um, and then, you know, I do my skin analysis, um, where I look at your skin. And so from if you were just at the beach or in the sun, most likely I could just tell you that your skin probably needs a lot of hydration. Um, so we would start with that, you know, and I don't typically like to go in when I see you for the first time. Um, I'm going to say too aggressively because this is my first time working with your skin, you know, so there's probably a lot of other things that we need to cover first as far as like your routines concerned. Um products that you're using, and then, you know, we can address maybe if you have concerns of hyperpigmentation, uh, fine lines, wrinkles, ingrown hairs, all those, (laughs) those I will definitely address with you. Yes. (laughs)
0: So, so what I'm going to have to divulge to you. All right. So do you have a, like a, a, like, all right, let me back up. What percentage would you say are male versus female that come into your studio? 90, 10?
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe a little more, maybe 20%. I think, um, you know, that stigma has changed a lot over the years. And there's a lot of men that do care about, you know, their skin. And they should, because we all have skin. um, And it's very important, you know, so. um, Okay,
0: so do you have a metro sexual meter in your office? Like when I start rattling off the products that I use, (laughs) Do you behind the scenes go, oh, he uses that. You have a little check mark, and you make jokes. And then when I leave, you're like, oh, he's ranked number three on my metrosexual. Not at all.
1: Actually, it makes me super happy to hear that a man <laughs> is taking care of his skin and in control and using good products. That makes me so happy. Well,
0: I would tell <laughs> you.
1: No judgment at all. If anything, it's just positive feedback.
0: (laughs) So over the weekend, over the weekend, I was wearing some product, okay? And I walked out of a room and somebody turned and went, what is that smell? And (laughs) the person I was with said, oh, that's Mike. He's metrosexual. He has more product than most women have. And I, you know, I used to get mortified by that. I used to get mortified by it, but- as I've gotten older, it's. I, listen, I, guys like to be pampered too. I went the other night and got a pedicure at one of my clients, owns a nail salon right here in Wesley Chapel. It's phenomenal. I go in, I'm literally the only guy in the place. I'm six foot, 240 pounds, like a baby gorilla sitting in this pedicure chair. And people are just staring at me like they're at the zoo. Like, look at this guy but you know what? I don't care. I like the way that stuff makes me feel. So I, just I
1: love don't. it. I absolutely love it. I'm all about self-care, you know, and you should take that time for yourself and it's going to pay off because, you know, a lot of times I think that people, and that's a common misconception, they don't start taking care of their skin until they start having like visible issues yeah. with it. Um, and that's not the case, right? Cause our skins our biggest organ. So we want to make sure that we're caring for it and supporting it properly.
0: And I will admit, like I'm I'm really not a big sunblock guy, and it's the worst thing. I know it is. I am very rarely in the sun. If I get three days in the sun, I want to enjoy it and get color. And I know it's probably gonna come back to bite me in the in the butt, but I just I I like I just I like that I like taking care of my skin and that stuff after the fact. So I try to enjoy the sun probably more than I should, but I still like to make sure the skin is soft. Listen, women, just like men, like to touch a woman's body and it's soft and nice. And women like that, too. I don't know a lot of women that are like, oh, take your shirt off and let me see your big sweater on your back and like and airy back. Guys, I don't know if that's still there. Maybe in the 70s with Ron Burgundy, that was a thing. But now I don't think that's a thing anymore.
1: No, and you know how many of my clients are like, I can't wait to get my husband in here or my boyfriend or, you know, because women are into men that are taking care of themselves.
0: Trying my best daily. So let me ask you this. Um, how long have you, how long have you had your studio?
1: um so I actually went on my own uh last April so okay a little like almost a year and a half now
0: Mm -hmm. okay and then before so the big question I guess you know kind of the big question but kind of the baseline question is how long like when you were a little girl playing with dolls were you like putting makeup on them and doing their hair have you always had this passion for doing this or did you want to be like a professor of French foreign literature. And it was like, that wasn't really paying the bills. So (laughs) I just decided to go into aesthetics instead.
1: Yeah. So my mom was actually an esthetician growing up in Germany. I'm from Germany originally, and she had her studio next to our house. And so I was always exposed to that, you know, and from a young age, she instilled good skincare, um, into my sister and I. And so it's just always been something that I've done and I've been passionate about. And I was always that friend that people would turn to. And Thank I did I put makeup yeah. on on everyone and, you know, did my dolls, hair and makeup and facials and all that. So um, yeah, I, it's just always been a passion of mine. And I love helping people and, you know, helping them with their skin and their skin concerns. So a so
0: couple couple questions then. So is your whole family here now in the in Tampa in the US?
1: No, my dad and my sister are in Germany and my whole dad's side. And I'm here with my mom. She's the only one that's here.
0: And does your mom, does your mom, does your sister do the same type of work? Would she get the bug like you did or she does something yeah. totally she's in Germany? So she probably does mathematic equations or <laughs> designs automobiles. <laughs> or
1: mathematician, So okay, she... All right.
0: So that kind of that falls in line. And then do you ever have your mom in the studio or is she just kind of like, you know what? I did it. I did my timer. Did she help
1: out? No, well, she she's my model. She loves being my model for things, you know, and everything and every she's like, Oh, uh, you need video footage, come use me. Or, oh, I could use another lash lift, I could use a facial. So she's definitely my volunteer.
0: <laughs> you gotta have that person, you gotta yeah. have your go-to person that helps with that stuff. Yeah. So <clears throat> um, what is something that like when people come in, like I always like I am like, I guess it's I don't know if it'd be sadistic or what the thing is, but I almost like the pain of, like, getting blackheads removed. And so I, I, I listen, you're laughing at me. But, like, do you get people to come in and have an expectation and then you have to kind of re-educate them a little bit and say, well, it doesn't work like that. We don't rip a layer of skin off with one shot. This is how we do this. What's the biggest thing, garden variety, that people come in and they're just not what they expected?
1: Um, absolutely. I think uh, just the whole – My approach is a lot uh, gentler than most. So I don't believe in, like you said, like ripping people's skin off and just, you know, peeling people. And so a lot of times when I have clients that have been struggling, let's say, with acne for many years and they've had no relief and they've gone to different dermatologists and things like that and used, you know, um, more aggressive topicals and things like that. Um, kind of reeducating them on how the skin actually works and that, you know, when you have acne, like drying it out, I I hear that a lot. That's not really like a good approach because you're creating more damage to your skin barrier. So a lot of, uh, what I do too, is I take a lot, I, I take time with my clients to educate them on how your skin works, how to properly care for it. And so then they kind of begin to understand, right? Like Why? Using such harsh things on your face isn't going to necessarily give you the the results that you want.
0: You know, it's funny how things evolve. Like when I, I'm I'm substantially older than you are, but um, like when I was a kid, and I didn't have a really bad acne. I had some friends that had bad acne, but I had some times where I had it. Um, and the, the method of correcting it back then was like StrideX, like these alcohol, yeah. like drying out the skin, so that it wasn't having issues like with. It, it, And that stuff ultimately ended up giving a lot of people like pockmarks and some of the stuff that they have, like the crater-type stuff going on on their face. I don't have a lot of that, but for a guy, it's – I mean, I can grow a beard. Like Now, listen, I couldn't grow a beard until I was in my early 40s. So it hasn't – I mean, it's been about a decade since I'm able to grow a beard to hide, like a little bit of the blemishes and then the six chins that I have under here and all that stuff. But women can't do that. So I think that's kind of a tough thing too because – like, you know, every time I would like pop a pimple or something as a kid, my mother would say like, oh, that's going to come back and do this, that and the other. But w- for women, it's it's got to be worse. That's I mean, hence the makeup, too, doesn't help it either. Right. Like putting more makeup on stuff after that, you need it to kind of create that aesthetic. But it can also damage your skin, the wrong makeup. Right.
1: Yeah. Well, especially if you're using the the makeup that is, let's say, like commodogenic or has uh, ingredients that could contribute to like pore clogging and things like that. Yeah, definitely. So you you want to be careful. And that's, that's why I love what I do, right? Because um, it's such a huge factor, especially for women, because like you said, we can't just grow a beard. And so when they are struggling with skin issues and things like that, um, you know, it, it, it weighs on them, you know, so right. I'm kind of here to to really hold their hand and guide them through everything and help them because that's my passion and that's what I want to do. And so um, it's nice to, to see that joy and happiness in my clients at the end, you know, to where they, where where they've gone through the process and, and they see that their skin is changing and they have that hope that they're attaining the results that they're looking for.
0: It's definitely a, butterfly you know caterpillar to a butterfly thing and it it has to be gratifying to watch people leave there after a couple treatments and seeing what's going on and kind of their confidence grows and things like that happen but back to something you said a second ago you know and I don't want to take heat for this on this podcast but there are some women that do actually have a lot of facial hair do you do other stuff like um, I don't even know if electrolysis is still a thing or laser removal like What is kind of the standard at this point for that type of stuff? And do you do that as well?
1: Um, So I don't do any of the invasive treatments. Um, If you do get those done, I would recommend going to see like a dermatologist. I do do waxing. I do facial waxing. Um, So depending on, you know, sometimes too, like depending on hormonal shifts, um, time of their life, if you just had a baby, things like that. All those things can impact Uh, hair growth so i do you know upper lip waxings facial wax things like that normal stuff but if you're really struggling with it and a lot of times then that kind of goes to like maybe a hormonal imbalance that you're having too that should be checked out you know by a doctor so you know
0: you're 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 hands deep in all this facial stuff and all this aesthetic stuff when you are not in the salon and you're letting off steam, I mean, what do you do for fun? Do you, like, base jump? Do you jump out of airplanes? Do you skydive <laughs> or ski? Do you, what, what is the thing that you do to let off steam and have some fun?
1: So I have three kids, um, so I'm very busy with them, um, and they take up most of my time, you know, when I'm not in the studio, um, but I also um, enjoy going out with Friends of mine. We have a little book club that we started. So we meet up like once a month, have some drinks. Um, I like to dance when I have some time and travel, you know, I'm, I'm always trying to get back to Europe.
0: (laughs) So many questions. Okay. So number one, ages and genders of the children.
1: Okay. So I, my oldest is 17. She's a senior in high school. Um, she's graduating this year, which has me all kinds of emotional. And then I got in your feels okay, yeah. And then my middle one, he's a boy, he's nine, and then I have my youngest, she's a girl, and she's seven.
0: So you have a 17 year old daughter, and you're sad that she's leaving. Is that what you're telling me? I I'm am, saying?
1: I'm that mom that's like, <laughs> give me more time with them.
0: <laughs> and um, and then a significant other helps out with any of this, yeah. So. Yeah, I'm
1: married, I have a husband, yes. okay.
0: Yeah, so I don't like to ask that question a certain way because I've got myself into trouble because I put my foot (laughs) in my mouth and I say, "Oh, so what does your husband do for a living?" They go, "Oh, I'm a single mom," and I'm like, "Oh." So I've learned to kind of ease into that one. So it's good. So okay, so you guys, you have everything going on. You're doing the salon. What uh, the other question is, like, what's the latest book of the month? Like, well, give us a give us a synopsis of the book you're reading.
1: Okay, while well, we were reading the whole like Colleen Hoover, you know, books, I don't know if you've heard of those. Are those were-
0: smut books, Jenny, are those like women's, like, yeah, soulful? yeah. All right, all right. They're, they're like um, Joan, Joan Collins. Is that who? Who's the woman who does those books? The,
1: uh, the- yeah, I don't know. I wasn't. In- Fifty Shades uh, of Grey, you read
0: that like seven times?
1: Not as much as Fifty Shades of Grey. Right. You no, know, I wasn't an avid reader before then. And then, she kind of blew up and we started reading those books and, we thought it would be nice to kind of get together once a month, make it a point. Cause everyone's so busy and why not over a book club and some drinks, you know?
0: Okay. So are, are these book club, these book club conversations start over a drink and end at like a mail review somewhere. Is there? <laughs> is it like a dual thing or is it all just in a nice quiet, have a sip? And I, I mean, start...
1: it's in Wesley chapel. So unless you know, mail, there is
0: not there left. is There I've been trying to look for work and no one will hire me. Yeah. And especially not in Wesley chapel. There
1: you go. New business there. venture.
0: <laughs> they actually pay me to stay away. Is is the really the best part about it so all right so let me ask you this then you know you're a business owner you're an entrepreneur you've been out on your own for a year and a half what's some of the things when you got into this that maybe you know as a person working for somebody else you said to yourself i'm going to do it this way and then you got out and did it on your own you're like oh shoot this wasn't kind of what i expected and how did you pivot and kind of work around
1: um, so that's like the stuff no one teaches you at school, right? Like everyone's like, oh, you should, you can definitely go out and do your own thing, but no one focuses on the business aspect. So there's a lot of hats that I wasn't aware of that you have to wear, especially being a solo business owner. Um, so from being in the treatment room all day with clients and then, you know, having to do the financial aspect of it and the inventory and the marketing and all that. So yeah, Definitely. You know, um, was not necessarily a surprise, but it was, you know, when you first get submerged into that, it's kind of like, whoa, (laughs) let me let me uh, kind of refocusing my time, especially being a mom and having three children uh, had to learn to have boundaries um, as far as work and, and home life is concerned. I think that would be the biggest challenge that I wasn't aware of as much because when you're working for someone else, you know, you go to work, you do your job and you come home, but right. as a business owner, you're never stop working essentially. So kind right. of cutting it off at a, at a time and saying, I'm going to come back to this tomorrow. That's what I've had to really learn.
0: That's good. I mean, that, that is kind of the big joke. Like I worked a corporate job for 20 plus years and would always say, you know, I should be a business owner. I should own my own business. I don't have to answer to anybody. Like, there's definitely pros to being your own boss. You know, you make your own hours, all, which is great, except your own hours end up being 24 seven, because even when you're sleeping in bed, like, I don't know if this has happened to you. It happens to me probably twice a week. The dog will make a noise in the middle of the night and I'll wake up at 3 a.m. And my mind starts going about what I have to do that day for the office or the podcast I have to do or this, that and the other. And then it just doesn't shut off. So I'm like, all right, now I'm up, So now I'm working from 3 a.m. until the next day. So that is one of the things people don't tell you about being an entrepreneur. Yeah, it's great. You set your own hours and do all that stuff, but all the onus falls on you. And then when you start farming out some of that stuff, you know, you hire an accountant that costs money. You're doing some marketing that costs money. You know, you're doing all those things that you're doing now, you know, you're not there yet, but soon the time will come. Hopefully that you have to hire a couple of staff. And that is again, another whole other set of headaches that comes along with that. There's benefits because it grows your business, but there's also, you know, you know, downsides to all that stuff. So,
1: um,
0: as we start to kind of wind this up, if someone's listening to this, like what is the one thing they need to know about coming to you? Uh, your tender love and care that you're going to be gentle with them. uh, Easy scheduling. Like what's the thing they need to know when they're going to reach out to you, what to expect and why they should come.
1: So my treatment room is a safe space for everyone. And I want people to know that, that when they come, you know, that's their moment to take um, some time from their busy lives um, to come and relax and rejuvenate their mind and body as well. So it's more than just a facial um, and that I'm here for you one on one services that I provide. And, you know, I, I really care about my clients. So I'm always available, you can shoot me text messages, you know, when you have questions about your skincare, like I really hold your hand through this. And I think that's what makes me different. Um, you know, versus going to you know one of the the bigger establishments or chains because you have more of that concierge boutique kind of care
0: so okay and then if i i mean not if i need a facial i need a facial but how do i when i i'm at this point when it looks like this hopefully it doesn't get like this but if it does what's the best way to reach out to you is it your phone number is it your website is your facebook page how do we contact you today to set up an appointment
1: yeah, so my website is www.aestheticbyjenny.com. Um, I'm also available on Facebook, Instagram, um, at Aesthetic by Jenny. So I make it very easy. My phone number, um, whichever way people want to contact me. I have booking links everywhere. Um, pulls up my schedule and lets you book the services. And um, it, it, it includes um, a free skin consultation with every service, you know, so um, it's it's very easy I make it very accessible
0: <laughs> okay so do you want to give out that phone number we'll we'll, we'll include all of this information oh. when, we, when we post the podcast but do you want to include that phone number so people listening might want to write it down and go see go you know, make a call
1: yeah definitely 813-407-6413 and they can text or call the number and um, if I'm in treatment I will return the phone call within 24 hours
0: Awesome. So folks, if you're listening to this, you're in Wesley Chapel, you're looking for that concierge handholding service. Jenny is your lady aesthetic by Jenny in Wesley Chapel, 813-407-6413. Contact her, shoot her a text, set up some time, go on her Facebook page. I promise you, if you need some relaxation and rejuvenation, she's the girl to call Jenny. Thank you so
1: much for being on the
0: good neighbor podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thanks for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast, PASCO. To nominate your favorite local businesses to be featured on the show, go to GNPPASCO.com. That's GNPPASCO.com or call 813-922-3610.